Hello everyone and welcome to episode 16, Funky Baz and Face. Excited about tonight, boys. How, how good is it to have you blokes here? Brilliant. We're, I'm at my home ground tonight. Okay? <laughs> it's my home patch and you boys are here. So it's great to be here in my home ground. I think I've looked after you boys very well with the uh, supplies tonight. You have? I have. I've, I've risen the bar from Summer Faces offerings. For the, so for those people who don't know, I haven't introduced him yet, but he started to talk already. This is uh, Baz, obviously. Um, <laughs> no, episode 16, first time he's opened the doors to us and well, welcomed us in. Hello, Funk. Hello, Baz. It's about yes. time. Hello, 16 face. episodes it's taken and we're finally on Baz's well, patch. Well, you've had to earn your stripes, boys. You can't just walk in here willy-nilly. It has to be earned. And I think you boys have earned it. Although, having said that, Face, last week his um, Would You Rather was really under the pump tonight. Yep. The blowtorch. Bang, straight onto him. Straight on the funk. Straight on the funk. So you bring in an international guest and you have one bad would you rather and then you two blokes come on with <laughs> No, well, 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 hey, you're only as good as your last game, mate, so let's see how you go. So looking forward to t- uh, tonight, boys. Uh, we've got a special guest which Baz will introduce soon. Face, we've got some new listeners and followers. Well, we do. After uh, speaking to Matty Gale last week, um, had a lot of love about his interview um, Matty Gale himself was a big fan of his own uh, conversation. He was great, a um, big G. Andrew Crowell, or as uh, the big G talked, uh, spoke of him, the Crowell diggity dog, uh, sent the interview around to a few of his Brisbane-based players um, up there, and I think Sammy Mays is now a follower, and, and Crowley's a, a follower, so uh, welcome, boys. Um, who else do we have? We have Football Royalty, boys. Elizabeth Football Royalty. Mick Platten is now oh, on board. Mick Platten. Mick Platten. So Legend at Barossa. His daughter Tara um, and her husband Matt Gallarello have been long-time followers of Funky Bass Face. So welcome to you, Mick. Um, great to have you on board. Tara was very fond of you back in the day, mate, Tara. Oh, we got along very well as a family, the Harrises and the Plattons. So, very good. Um, now, breaking news too, yes. boys. Breaking news is that Justin Platton... Uh, is coach of Elizabeth, is that correct? Yeah, just this week he's how, announced How it. good is that? Justin Platten. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. Like, Facebook broke this six days ago, but breaking news on Funky Baz and Face. Six days later, we're well, a weekly I love pop- breaking news. Yeah. The, the breaking news yeah. term is fantastic. I, I just love saying breaking news. I, I walk into the uh, bedoir at home and say, breaking news, <laughs> I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... That great news for Justin Platten. Uh, how, where are they sitting, uh, Elizabeth, in the... Um, are they Div 6, yeah, Div 5? I probably should have researched this in the break, but yes. we didn't. Um, yeah. But anyway... Good, it's good a, luck to him and Good luck and to him. For Coach of an A-grade side. It's a mighty achievement. And, mate, best of luck to yourself and hello to Tara. And obviously, Big Mick. Yeah. Uh, some other followers, obviously, going on from last week's discussion about uh, Baz's love story with Kathy Benning, who's oh, no. doing very well kayaking overseas with her sister yes. uh, Bron. And, and uh, Lisa Davis is also there supporting Kathy Benning. Gee, she's got a fair um, entourage there. She does have an entourage, especially when you're winning gold medals, you probably need an entourage. Yes. Um, Kathy recalled the love story a little bit differently to you, Baz. Oh, really? So, you talked about your first pash yes. and then giving her a teddy to celebrate the occasion. She said that you actually threw the teddy at her in a brown paper bag and she thought you just wanted her to hold it for you. 
Well, it's a bit of a game I was playing, mate, at that stage. <laughs> I was toing and throwing and wanting to, to see who was on top and who had the hand. So, uh, young, young love. Just, oh, yeah, I was, yeah, it was a part of a game that I was doing with her, but obviously it didn't sort of it's wash out too It's a failed game. It's a failed game. So, apologies <coughs> again, Cathy, for uh, bringing that story Any first back. patch stories, just type into uh, Funky Baz and Face. Oh, yeah. Type. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a fax. <laughs> what, what do you do, mate? You Twitter it in. Yeah, Twitter yeah. in your, your no, first Pash story. Yeah. Everybody's first Pash yeah, is a it, great story. If anyone wants to tell us, then we'll talk about it next week. We'll, we'll give away a free Funky yeah. Bass Face now, t-shirt. As I'm a bit dirty on my brothers and sisters, actually. Can I talk about this now? Yeah, bring it up. Brothers please. and sisters, I offered a free Funky Baz and Face t-shirt. I'm actually wearing one tonight. Not one person <laughs> took me up on the offer. So the offer is now... Re- rescindant? Rescindant. There is no more. <laughs> and, and, removed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy about that because they cost a little bit of money each. So, But yeah, anyway, not one person. I think what we should do is we should offer one mm. with some sort of incentive because you've just given it away free. It's like... Yeah. I've, I've, Carte Blanche. I've got... Mate. I don't have to do anything for it. So if someone can say, okay, this is what I'm going to do to promote the T-shirt, they can get one for free. If you can't can give one. it away, why will someone do something to get <laughs> That's it? That's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. That's a good point. Um, we have some more feedback. Jimmy Norris, who's been a long-time Funky Bears Face listener from episode one, essentially, and apologies if you did listen to those early episodes, Jimmy. Um, he wondered if a big chance that SANFL Interchange Stewards would feature in Baz's Bake this week. Yes, well, Jimmy, hold tight, mate. Sit down, hold on. Buckle yourself in because, uh, yes, <laughs> probably you might hear something about that. Um, are you finished with your face? Because I've got a very special one I'd like to uh, bring in. Before we do that, Baz, yes, grand yes. finals over the past week. So yes. this time of year, it's a beautiful time of year. Oh, Weekends are perfect. Year. How good is it? Grass has been cut. It's that nice smell. People this time of year say... I should make a comeback, don't they? They say, I'm going to play yeah, footy I'm next year. pretty sure you did that one year too. <laughs> a lot of years I did And you, did, you, get, you get finals haircuts too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Stand yeah. out. Donald Dickey. Finals haircut. Yeah, uh, that, that was, was a pre-season game. Pre-season still, haircut. Anyway, he got a new haircut. <laughs> pre-season haircut. Good example. So over the past uh, weekend, we've had some very close grand finals and some absolute blowouts too, boys. So I'll quickly run through them. The Mid-South-East, Robe. Beat Mount Bird 9-10-9-7 on the siren. So a goal after the siren to win the flag. In Kangaroo Island, Kingscote beat Western Districts by three points. Interstate, the Pines Pythons. And you might have seen this on on, uh, uh, Fox Sports. The Pines Python beat Sorrento Sharks. Now, Pines hadn't won a premiership for 24 years. Mm. Sorrento were up 38-4 in the first quarter. Essentially, the Pines Pythons clawed their way back. They kicked a point after the siren to win the grand final game for the yeah, Pines. Yeah. Everyone went nuts. There was yeah. the streaker on the ground. got tackled by security. Yeah. Some former AFL players playing. Um, another one, grand final, uh, lower plenty were goalless. Goalless for three quarters against Elton mm. um, and kicked a goal on the siren and won the grand final. It was 2-10 apiece with seconds to play. Kicked a goal with two seconds to play. Siren gone, bang, won the grand final. 2-10 apiece. 2-10 for a grand final. Full terror. But I think <laughs> this time of year, I don't know if you boys agree with this, it's very windy a lot of the time this time of yeah. year. Yeah. It can affect the games a lot. A few grand finals I've played in, it's been no very doubt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some bigger margins. Uh, Hills Div 2, Ironbank beat Kersey, so uh, yeah. bad luck the Kersey boys. Elijah Ware played for Ironbank this year, so mm. 
um, a, a former Port boy. In the Wyala League, West Wyala won by 10 goals. Um, Adelaide Plains, two wells, went back-to-back, 40-point winners over Balaclava. That's a good effort, two wells. Mm. And York Peninsula Grand Final, Moonton beat Central York by 11 goals. Now, last week I brought up about Mickey McGuire. Yes, how did he go? I'm anxious yeah. to know. Football Club. How did he go? They lost by 10 goals in the Grand Final. 10 oh, goals? So that's it's like, what's the point of their comeback? Oh, their so their comeback had to have a story. Surely that was a start. Uh, yeah. They finished minor premiers... Uh, yeah. Just got over in the prelim, Come but on, Mickey. Uh, poor old Mickey got absolutely spanked. Obviously, this week in the Brossa League, Bats, yes, yes. Neary versus Tanunda. Yeah, arch rivals. Massive uh, game. Massive, massive game. game. It's going to yeah. be Gawler Central's oval. Um, Neary'll go in favourites. Yeah, yeah, they'll go in favourites. Uh, Neary will, but you never know. They, uh, Tanunda are a quality side. Also in the Brossa League. Now we don't uh, focus on it much, but the netball. Barossa Districts are in Div 1 and Div 2 this week, so yes. good luck to the girls. However, Div 1, they are playing against South Gawler, who is coached by our funky Baz face sister, Tara Gallarello. Yes. Uh, from the Platten family. So, Tara, all good the best to Good luck to Tara, you. yes. Uh, our, our probably, mm. um, our loyalties are divided. They are, <laughs> But uh, you've been here with us uh, for the long haul, so uh, good luck. This week, Adelaide Footy, obviously, Goody Saints versus Henley in the Div 1 Reserves and Teacher Gully versus Ross Trevor. Uh, good luck to Heater in the Div 1 game this weekend. That'll be a big one in the Div 1. Now, boys, we missed out a very important new follower because this week, she, she actually messaged me this week. Is it your stylist? <laughs> uh, not my stylist. <laughs> Going on your dress sense tonight, it's definitely not your stylist. No, no, no I've got some uh, news about that. But we'll do yeah, another facial, week. a person who did, does your facials? No, 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 no. It's actually a girl that uh, I, went girl. To, <laughs> I went to high school with, and I was I absolutely loved this chick. She was a year below me at school, and because you boys gave me nothing in terms of teaching me how to talk to girls or do anything with girls, well, I, I, was, I had no idea. I, I was seven years younger, mate, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. But, no, Funky, you gave me nothing. No, like, you know, you were hopeless. So anyway, I had nothing to talk to Sheree about. You know, I just I had nothing at all. But she was a fantastic chick, and I did really like her a lot. Wanted to ask her out, but just had no game, so I didn't. Uh, but anyway, she texted me this week. She's over in New Zealand. She's done her knee, but she is a massive funky Baz and Face listener, especially at the moment because um, uh, because of her knee. So it was great to hear from her. We had a really good chat. We've got some more news regarding her coming up in the, in the future weeks, uh, which I will divulge soon. But uh, welcome, Cherie Gaskin, welcome. to Funky Baz and Face. Welcome, Cherie. So we've got listeners in Japan, listeners in New Zealand as well. Yes, very, very yes. good. Hopefully listeners in South Australia. Yes. <laughs> okay, guys, um, brought to us from GJ Earthworks for all your earth-moving uh, needs... <laughs> Uh, this guy, uh, I'm proud to call him a mate. I'm not sure if he calls me one, but uh, I introduce to you, boys, Roger James. Howdy, boys. Thanks for, thanks for joining us, Rog. No now, worries. I want to run through some of this man's achievements because he has got a long list, 147 AFL games with Port Adelaide, 76 SNFL games with Nord, 48 games with his home club, Kersbrook, and then something very, very dear to our heart is 79 games for the Barossa Street Footy Club uh, as a playing coach as well. He's totaled over 350 senior games. And now we get on to his honours. He won SNFL Premiership with Nord, and I'm sure he's looking forward to this week. We'll have to ask him about yep. that. Port Adelaide's inaugural 2004 Premiership. He's a life member of the Port Adelaide Football Club, SNFL Hall of Fame, 
He won a premiership with his home club, Kerswell, back in 2008, 2009, and then magnificently brought the mighty Barossa Bulldogs back-to-back flags in 2012, <laughs> 2013, which was sensational. Rog, that's a fair list of achievements there, mate. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky with footy, I suppose. Um, I've had a, a lot of things go my way. I have a, just having a look at the uh, printout there, 48 games for Kerswick, 246 goals. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you didn't move too far from the, uh, from the goal square, did you? I did not, and we did play Callington a couple of times. <laughs> you had some, um, what was the highest amount of goals you kicked in the game there? Um, I kicked 23 one day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you, you don't sort of brag about it too often. If you're playing like a real good side, you probably you can compare that to about four or five against a good side. <laughs> well, we, uh, we talked to Matt Gale last week. He's playing uh, football over in Japan. He kicked 20 in the grand final, so 23. Oh, he didn't stop talking about it for about five minutes on yeah, the podcast. So we're getting better and better. Feel free. Exactly. Mate, uh, your family, the James family, for those that, that would know, is is often here synonymous, synonymous with yeah. football and indeed sport. Did, when did you think, because I knew you as a skinny kid um, for our brothers and sisters out there, is that you were a year below me at school. You were a pretty skinny little kid um, and you were skillful. But when did you think, geez, I'm a fair chance to make a living out of this and to play AFL footy? Um, yeah, you're probably right. I was very skinny when I was little. Um, I, I could actually play footy, but um, like you said, I didn't get enough game time because I was small and uh, skinny. But um, I, I did all the underage stuff down at Norwood. Um, and then I reckon, I think it was my second year of 17s, I actually had a stress fracture in my leg. So I missed about eight to ten weeks. And uh, I was just lucky enough to probably grow a little bit, spend some time in the gym and put on some size. So... That helped a fair bit, and then, uh, funny enough, I, I came back after that, and I was a lot stronger, and, um, yeah, everything seemed to work a bit, and I played the two years of 17s at Norwood, and then I had a couple of years of under-19s at Norwood as well, and then, um, yeah, I had a cracking pre-season in 95, and, yeah, I, I got a gig, and um, that was that. So you won the, the SNFL Premiership, which would have been brilliant um, to win win that with Nord. You've got some great teammates in there. Uh, Stephen Rowe, Jars would have been a teammate then. Um, is that the one that McIntosh has rubbed out for? In the... I think I think that is that's, that right, That's the one, yeah, you got done for hitting Stewie Jew. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brett played with you after playing in the Crows Grand Final the week earlier, didn't he? That's correct, yeah. Uh, Brett played for uh, the Crows against St Kilda in 97 and a yep. week later he came back and played with us and beat Paul. So. Aaron Keating. Aaron Keating <laughs> played as well. He won. And, uh, Aaron Keating did the same thing, but yep. um, he didn't have much of an impact in probably both of those three <laughs> finals. But, um, now, I, I was lucky enough to grow up with Brett and I do know he did spend some time in between the St Kilda game and the who did you, it was a Port Adelaide game. Yeah. He did spend a couple of days at Joplin's there in between. How do you reckon the yeah. guys would have gone backing up the next week, mate? Um, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I'm not sure when they would have stopped. <laughs> but, um, but I think I think Brett did pretty well. He he, uh, he had it like a Sunday, and I think he actually maybe might have rocked up on the Monday. I'm not sure, but I know he trained Tuesday, Thursday, the grand final. So he did pretty well. <laughs> Mate, you were um, an inaugural member of Port Adelaide's first squad in 97. So they've brought all these players together. 
Um, would have hated some of them too. That's right. Yeah, the players that you would have um, yeah had some battles against. All of a sudden, they're your mates. How was that? Can you describe to our listeners some of your memories of that of that time? Yeah, you're probably right there. Like uh, the, in '95, '96, you played against all those blokes, and obviously, um, being a Nord man. You absolutely hated the Magpies. Yeah. So you, you pretty much hated every single Port Adelaide player until you worked out, I'm actually going to go play for Port Power, so <laughs> I probably should get to know these blokes a little bit. Yeah. And um, as, you, as you know, if you go to footy clubs, and no matter where you go, footy clubs are all the same, and you meet great people, and that was the case. So, um, you know, everyone goes, oh, the Maggies and Port are all the same. I looked at it as, it's a new club. There's, you know, eight or nine, ten different teams in the SNFL at the time, we're all joining together and, you know, you had three, four, maybe five people from most clubs. So, um, yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant times and made a heap of friendships out of it. You don't strike me as a bloke to get too nervous. That that 97 debut, um, I've done a bit of research, mate, which is unusual for me, but against the Brisbane Lions at Footy Park, what would you, do you remember much of that time? Uh, yeah, it was round, round five, I reckon it was, Footy yep. Park. Um, we, I reckon we ended up winning by under a goal. Yep. We only just won. But, yeah, of course, um, I still remember my first touch. I came off the, the wing. There was a, a centre bounce, and I came off, picked it up cleanly, and then got – I didn't get caught holding the ball, but someone threw me on my head. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm going all right here. <laughs> um, but what, what I remember of that day is um, it was late in the game, and I reckon there was a, two, uh, a one on two or one on three. And we're only up by a goal, and Stephen Paxman charged out a full bat, took on two or three of them, smothered it, took it out of play, um, and we got over the line with like, like a minute to go. And that was probably a big highlight for me to win my first AFL game uh, against Brisbane. Absolutely. And Rog, obviously consolidating over the next couple of years, and, and yet uh, Port uh, obviously finished minor premiers in uh, 01 to 03. How frustrating were those years? When you finished top and then couldn't <clears throat> ultimate prize at the end. Yeah, we uh, we finished minor premiers 02 for the first time, um, but yeah, we, we bombed out against Hawthorne in 01, which was pretty disappointing, considering we were you know probably fancy to go through. Um, again in 2002, we um, we dropped a final against Collingwood early, which really hurt us, and then we. We beat Essendon at home, and then we dropped a game against Brisbane up there, which is always tough. Yeah. And then again in 2003, we sort of did the same sort of thing. So those three years were pretty tough. We, obviously, you know, we got the choker tag, so um, it was pretty disappointing to have that labelled on us because um, over those three years, obviously, you know, two of those years were minor premiers. So yeah. Um, things didn't go away come finals time, but 04, um, it was probably a credit to the whole group to you know, hold our heads high and continue on. Um, and obviously, 2004, we got the biscuits. So, um, yeah. talk, talk us through that game. And, and obviously, that's every something that every kid aims to achieve and uh, to get the Holy Grail AFL flag. Talk us through the day and uh, how you felt during and after it. <clears throat> yeah, well, we, we flew over on the Friday. So, we have the, the, uh, the street parade. Um, and, and I always room with Stewie Jew. So... Um, for some reason, they put two fat blokes together. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, luckily enough, we were together on the car that same day. So, you do that. Um, I think we ended up training that day at the MCG as well. 
then you go back and relax for the, the night, maybe watch a movie and whatever. But I still remember Stewie Dew and myself couldn't sleep. <clears throat> I reckon we didn't get to bed till 2 o'clock in the morning, yeah. just cracking jokes and whatnot. So <laughs> um, as you do before a grand final. Um, and then on the Saturday, you wake up early, have your breakfast. We went down into the park and had a bit of a kick and a catch. And um, I still remember that, that morning, Stewie Dew nearly got hit by a car across the road. So he was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who would have won, though. Uh, if the car <laughs> but, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, my brothers come over, spoke to them for a while. Choco invited them over, which was quite good, I thought. Um, mm. Had a massive conversation with Choco, Brett and Paul. And, um, yeah, as you do. Getting closer and closer to the game, you get a bit more nervous. Um, and then the build-up, you're rocking up the ground, you get excited, everything's going through your head. And I suppose the best part of the day is running out onto the ground and just playing footy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that, that's what you're there to do. Rog, how um, difficult is it to make the adjustment from the part-time footballer who sort of grows up playing with Kersbrook and then, you know, just part-time with Norwood and then the full-on demands in AFL as well. So you mentioned Stewie Jew. He would have gone through, you know, similar experience growing up in Salisbury and Central Districts and now he's trying to lead the charge at uh, Gold Coast. Yep. How difficult was that in the early years of Port and who guided you through um, that time? Yeah, um, early days, it wasn't too bad because I was reasonably fit. I found it harder when I got older and uh, put on some weight. But um, early days, you know, it was it was a it was difficult. I suppose early days coming from Norwood, we trained Monday, Tuesday, Thursday nights, and then all of a sudden you're in this AFL team where you trained twice a day. We'd head down on Monday mornings, say seven or eight o'clock, and train. Um, I'd go home back to Kersberg and work for say four hours, and then drive back down for training again. Yeah, and you and you do that three or four times a week. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty tough back then. I found it a lot easier when it turned professional. <laughs> back in um, probably ninety nine two thousand, we probably turned pretty professional and uh, we become full time. So you were more likely, you know, doing your uh, weights in the mornings at nine o'clock. Then you you bit of a rehab, and then you have your main session at two or three o'clock in the Arvo. So it all become a day thing. So um, but saying that, obviously I struggled with me weight a fair bit from one more time at Port. Um, and I had blokes like David Arnfield and Jack Russell that helped me through immensely through that day, through those times. Um, David Arnfield probably most of all because he was a fitness guru back yeah. then in my early days. And any extra sessions I had to do, David usually probably used to do them with me. So I probably have to thank him a fair bit for where I ended up. And then... Uh... I was actually just reading about Jack Russell the other day, actually, and um, so he's still involved now. He's uh, obviously with Port when um, Clarko was there as an assistant coach, and he's been spending a long time there at Hawthorne. Um, Did he just bring that extra edge and that um, professionalism to Port Adelaide when it was really needed? Andrew Russell, oh, for sure. He um, Obviously, he came over from Melbourne, and he he was probably a cut above the rest when he got to Port. Um, we all stepped it up when he got there. He took everyone individually and we all had individual programs. And it was early days. Everyone was on the same program, whereas Jack came over and sort of separated everyone and they had their own things to do. And he, he definitely got the best out of everyone, as as you see what he does at Hawthorne. Mate, um, this guy, I've always been intrigued by this guy and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your thoughts on him. Um, 
Mark Williams, he, he's a polarising figure. You'd sort of either love him or hate him. If you're probably on court side, you'd love him. He's got an amazing record, but he seems to be very old school. What was your relationship with him? Yeah, Choco was great. Um, probably a lot of people see what he's like on TV and they don't sometimes get what he's on about. But um, he's actually a very funny character. He used to always talk about how good he was at the Brisbane Bears or college. <laughs> and he was the leading goal kicker, I think, at the Bears one year. And, you know, he's done everything. And um, But as a coach, he was just generally a good teacher of the game. Um, he communicated really well and he had the respect of everybody. So, um, yeah, he, he's definitely been my best coach I've ever had. So, um, But saying that, along with the coach, you've got assistant coaches. So I've been pretty lucky to have some good assistant coaches through my years as well. Who, who are some of those, mate? Because um, there's some great names in there, um, assistant coaches. Yeah, well, early days, obviously, we had John Cale and Choco as an assistant. But we had, like, Greg Phillips, Timmy Ginever, Mick Redden, early days, came yeah. down to the club. So... Um, pretty lucky to have those blokes when you're first starting off. Yeah. And then, you know, even when you look at grand final uh, 2004, um, lucky we had Phil Walsh as our midfield coach. Mm. Um, Dean Bailey was our backline coach. Um, Alistair Clarkson was our forward line coach. Wow, that's some, that's some brilliant so, names, isn't it? And they, and they all went on to coach, you know, their own footy sides in the AFL, so... Wow. Um, David Pittman was our ruckman coach, so... Yeah, that's right. um, how how yeah, was Clarko so, back then? He was brilliant. Um, yep. He was really good one on one. A bloke you really respected, and um, he he was like a mate. But when he talked footy, you listened. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Tuesday nights we used to play cards every Tuesday, and we'd go to different people's houses. And Clarko would come along and join in, and he he was really one of the boys. But when he when he spoke footy, you listened. Yeah, yeah. Roger, I noticed um, one thing of interest is for me. People who make the transition from AFL or to the sample footy really struggle in country footy, where for you, you've actually thrived going from the elite to country footy. What was the reason for that? Is it because you grew up and it's it's pretty much in your blood, really, with the James family growing up through country footy? Yep. What was the reason, do you think, for your success to be able to relate what you learnt back to um, people who are having a kick for fun? No, well, you see, well, my my whole time I played um, footy at Port, I'd always go back in the summer and play cricket at Kersbrook. So um, there was always that fact that I was always going to come back to Kersbrook and play footy. So um, I don't know what the the thing is. I just thought (laughs) that's my home club. Yeah, Um, I'm always going back there. And I thought I'd probably finish my career there, but um, I probably did. I played one game there this year. (laughs) Um, yeah, but I was always going, I don't know why, it's just that football thing, you love footy, and I thought once I finished AFL, I'll just continue to play until I can't, and um, yeah, I've, I've reached that now. So, Rog, obviously, uh, in the last week in the SNFL, very topical conversations about the 19th man that uh, North Adelaide had. Um, you had a, a personal experience with that. Uh, back in Barossa in 2011. Can you talk us through that moment and what and what happened? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Kari did a lot better than me. He got to play bloke for like three or four minutes. Um, I didn't even get to play my bloke for like a second. So um, just, just pretty different circumstances. But 
2011, three-quarter time in the semi-final. I think our scores were level with Williston. Yep. Um, yeah, and we've come out of our three-quarter time huddle. We've all gone to our spots, and I was the one that noticed we've had 19 on the ground. So I've turned to the bench, counting the bench, and I'm like, we're one. We're missing one. And I thought, we've got too many odds. So I've turned and ran to the bench. By the time I've turned, they've blown the siren and was holding the ball up. And then obviously someone from Williston, obviously the captain, yelled out a count. So um, the ball didn't even get bounced. Okay. Umpire's called a count and he's umpire's run over to me. I was probably 10 metres towards the bench. And he goes, you are on the oval when I called a count. So wow. count was done. Got done for 19. Our, our scores were wiped. And obviously Williston won. So and we, I think we kicked six points for the quarter and yeah, game was over. So... Um, but yeah, it wasn't great sportsmanship, I don't reckon, from the Williston Footy Club, but it is what it is now. They uh, they got their just desserts on the weekend, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was really hoping that was going to happen, <laughs> mate. The next year, it could have been a, a massive negative impact on the club. You know, it could have really destroyed the club. But um, our our beloved Barossa, uh, led by yourself and Jesse H, who won the uh, the Norm Smith that day. Uh, won one of the great grand finals, one of the local grand finals against Tanunda at Lindock. It was an absolute cracking game. Uh, your first for Barossa. Uh, can you talk us through that? Yeah, for sure. That whole final series was uh, a buzz, actually. We'd uh, just managed to sneak into fourth place um, that year. Um, and we, we we rocked up at Freeling to play Gawler South. And I think we ended up winning by nine or ten goals in the semi. And then we played Kapunda at Tanunda. Um, in a uh, prelim, and the first quarter of the prelim didn't go that well. We were down by six goals at quarter time, and I reckon early into the second quarter, we were down by about eight. Um, and amazingly enough, by half time, we were winning. So, <laughs> just I don't know how we turned that around, but mm. half time we were up, and we ended up winning by 14 goals that day. So, um, we were pretty lucky, and we were probably lucky enough we took that into the next week at Lindock against Tanunda. Obviously, Tanunda were going for their, I think, their fifth yep. flag in a row. Um, yep. And to the boys' credit that day, I don't think we put a foot wrong that day. Um, home crowd at the Lindock, mm, massive crowd, actually, I think. Yep. Anywhere between four and 5,000. Um, we led from the start to finish. I still... And, um, sorry. Go for it, mate. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I still remember watching that game and the pressure that... Barossa bottom. It was Tanunda that day yeah. was just immense. I've never seen a side attack another side so hard and physical um, in a Barossa league. That was just an unbelievable and, game. Yeah. So credit to you and the players that day. That was tremendous. Oh, it was. And I reckon um, no one strayed from their job. Like They had a role. They did it. They didn't go outside and try and do anything special. They just played their role. And, yeah. It was an unbelievable result, and if you saw we, us carry on afterwards, uh, <laughs> you could tell we were pretty excited. <laughs> Mate, the, the, the next year, uh, you had a, a very, very uh, big recruit come into uh, the Barossa Footy Club. Uh, the person that had been exiled out of the game for six or seven years was myself. And yes. uh, my, my comeback game coming into a very strong side in the A grade, we're playing Angerston at Lindock Oval. Um, yeah, round one. Round one, after our big premiership win the year before, I'm playing my first game. We've got my, my Guernsey presented to me by Cyril Mingy. 
And then you said to me, I'm starting on the bench. You said to me, Barrel, I want you to have an impact. All right. That's, so I, that's I, correct. That's correct. So I spent the first uh, quarter and a half on the bench. And then you said, Right, Barrel, we want you, we're down by about 30 odd points. We want you to inject you in the game and have an impact. So I, I come on the ground, <laughs> Lindock Oval, the crowd's quite high. They're cheering me on. I'm all pumped up. The, the emotions are overflowing. Is that helmets on? Uh, no, no helmet. no helmet. And then we've got our best midfielder, Scrubber Taylor, running down the wing. And I thought, there's a guy training him. And I thought, I'm going to take this guy out. So I run very fast, or as fast <laughs> as I usually run, and then hip and shoulder and wipe out the man beautifully. But the only thing, it wasn't the Angleston man. It was Scrubber Taylor, <laughs> our best midfielder. So he, I looked down at him, and his eyes were in the back of his head. So being on the on the ground ten seconds and he's he's um he's out. So we're down by about forty odd points now. That at half time I thought I'm going to cop it from Rog here. I'm going to cop it. He's going to absolutely bait me. And he said to me in front of all the boys, "At least you had an effing impact." <laughs> and I thought, and it, and it cracked the whole crowd up, the whole room up. Even though we're down by forty odd points, I I was very grateful that you uh, made a joke out of my. Uh, <laughs> My game, but having said that, you dropped me for the rest of the year. So. <laughs> well, you did. I told you to make an impact, and you did it within five seconds. <laughs> um, you, you must have had a lot of injuries that day, Rog, to uh, start off the year. No, he he, he was uh, he deserved <laughs> his spot in the team that day. To make that <laughs> uh, mate, yeah. fan, fantastic times at, at the Barossa Club, and um, certainly we had some brilliant guys, not just players but also guys and you, you certainly immersed yourself magnificently into the club and um, you'll always have a special part in, in the Barossa Footy Club. Um, so on behalf of us we just want to thank you for coming on and you know it's been an incredible journey uh, that you've that you've had and one that you should be super proud of um, yeah for you and for your family. Oh for sure mate I mean uh, footy's been my life mate and the best thing about footy wherever you go you meet fan- fantastic people and yeah, uh, I had six years at Barossa and I loved every minute of them, every minute of it. And uh, you know, I still hang around every now and then. I'll pop down and play cards on a Thursday night or, or do something and uh, get home, try and get home before midnight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, mate, I really enjoyed my time at Barossa, so I'd love to thank everyone there and be involved in the Barossa Footy Club. Brilliant. And if anyone needs any earth moving, uh, contact yourself or Gilly. Yeah, for sure, mate. Yep. And if you'd like to sponsor a uh, podcast, <laughs> uh, we're free to uh, sponsor. We're, we're 16 us. episodes in and still no one has put the hand yeah. up, Rog, so no okay. pressure. There is a vacancy. I'll, I'll talk to Gilly about it. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Thanks a lot, Rog. No worries. Thanks, boys. Yeah. See you, mate. Bye. Boys, love that chat with Roger James. Fantastic. The thing I really like about um, his career is he's – Achieved at the highest level, but he's been able to bring it back mm. to country footy as well. And I think not many people have been able to do that. A lot of people get really frustrated when they come down to country and amateur football with lack of commitment. But he's, I think his heart is truly entrenched oh, into country footy. Yeah. And he's been able to achieve it at both levels. So it's um, very fantastic unique talent. Guy. Yeah, fantastic guy. Yeah. Good get, Baz. Thank you. So we've got our re- uh, regular segments as always. Now these... Boys here. I bring in an international <laughs> guest, and I have one bad would you rather, and then there... Uh, there were two, I believe, two last week. Yeah, well, maybe three, but that created a bit of banter as well. There was a pirate ship and an ninja and all are that you, stuff. Are you away now, or...? Am I... Are you doing your would you rather now? Yes, I'm leading into my okay, would you rather. Very good. I'm under pressure here, so um, let's see, boys. 
<laughs> so there's still giving me a hard time. Would you rather put your house on Melbourne beating West Coast or Collingwood beating Richmond? I reckon I've mortgaged my house three times through the Would You Rathers. <laughs> Have you lost them all? I'll go uh, West Coast versus Melbourne. Yeah, I think Melbourne are a massive chance over there. No, so you're no, so I want you to put your house on the underdog face. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Would you rather okay. put your house on Melbourne yeah. or a house on Collingwood? No, I'll go Collingwood, thanks. Really? really? I, I think. Surprised at that. Uh, the House of Pain or whatever it's called over there. And no, I think Melbourne are a massive chance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were, I'll tell you what, if Melbourne played any other team apart from Geelong in that first week, they wouldn't have won. They kicked nine fifteen for the whole game. You kick that in the final, you get beat. They were lucky that much along. To me, they've always found a way, and I think if they can just make it to the grand final, if it does click for them, they'll blow anyone away. I reckon. It's killing our draft pick for Adelaide too. That's what's annoying me about mm. watching Melbourne. Mm. Um, offset, well. offset by Jakey Lever. Not so playing. Baz and I go Melbourne, and yep. Face is going Collingwood. This is an interesting one, I reckon. Mm. Would you rather dominate in a prelim final and lose? Or have an absolute shocker in a prelim final and risk getting dropped for the grand final? Jeez, uh, that's a toughie. You'd definitely rather win. Yeah, to be in a grand final, you want the chance You'd to be You'd rather be final. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're a fair chance of getting dropped. Though. And have you noticed like that the players that get dropped for the grand final, like that Derek Kicker, 25 years later, still doesn't talk to Kevin Sheedy. Yeah. Troy Bond for Carlton left to go for the Crows Very good. the next year. It, Trent Allen for Adelaide, I reckon? No, he had glandular fever. Oh, yeah. So I think um, getting, getting dropped yeah. for the grand final... It can, it can yeah, oh, stain you. It, it would just be... I think Collingwood 1990. Um, oh, this Ker- is a good one. Uh, this is Shane Kerrison. No, no, that's no, um, no, not Kerrison. There's a oh, no. couple there. Yeah. Well, Brian Taylor got dropped. So he he missed out on that flag as well. Mm. He still talks about that. Big BC. Sponge dropped me for the <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for the third in a row. So uh, <laughs> would you rather watch this week's prelim final in your lounge room with a football expert sitting right next to you who says nothing throughout the whole? game mm. and I'm thinking like Lee Matthews I think meant funky best face but okay or would you rather watch this week's prelim final with a football nuffy who commentates every single play oh I tell you what there's nothing more frustrating than watching football with someone that doesn't know what they're talking about and keeps on asking questions what's his name where's he from <laughs> Does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> like, so it is, there is nothing more frustrating than that. While the games are more important this time of year, it is critical who you watch that game oh, with. Yeah. That is a great call, Funky. You, you are going very well. Thank tonight. you. Thank you very much. It, I love watching footy with someone that knows what they're on about and just shuts up during the game. Yep. But, with but comments at the, the key right times. time and adds yeah. something to it. Yeah. So I think you're with me that... You'd rather have the football expert, but wouldn't it be weird sitting in the lounge room watching the prelim? You've got Lee Matthews sitting next to you who doesn't say anything. That would be weird, but not no, as bad. No, it would just be a little glance, just to yeah. know that it's a nod. Yeah. Just a high five every now yeah. and again. Yeah. Uh, some few little uh, quick would you rathers. Viney or Pendlebury? Pendlebury, easily. Easily? Easily. I don't think you saw Viney's last game. Uh, Viney probably hasn't played enough footy yet. Uh, to determine how good he big could chin, be, but big chin. probably leads. I'm going Viney. The way he's playing finals football is uh, outstanding. I, 
I'm yeah, going vining on Pendlebury's on, uh, uh, struggling in his last couple this of months, but still got Would you rather eat free Maccas for a year or have one free meal at the best restaurant in town? Easily second one. Uh, Maccas is horrendous. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait till we get to this point. <laughs> well, seeing McDonald's is about 200 metres down the road from uh, Faces House, we, we go through a lot of nuggets with the kids, so we'll probably go... <laughs> Ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm fine dining at the eight-course meal somewhere and uh, dodging Just one night, mate. Just one night out of 365. Yeah. Um, would you rather have massive wingnut ears or a massive nose? Ooh. Definitely. Like um, Taylor, um, what's, your, what's our captain's name? Tex Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Tex Walker's a good-looking rooster, isn't he? He's decent. Yeah. He's got massive ears. So you'd rather that? Yeah, I think I think the conch stands out a little bit more than ears, yeah. but depends yeah. how you wear your hair. You can probably cover it with hair, but if you've got to be conch, Pretty you can't do much better. better. But, you know, I'd definitely take ears. Would you rather play for a team that's loved for what they stand for or loved for how they play? So you're talking sort of Sydney versus, at the moment, instead of Sydney versus Melbourne. It comes down to performance mm. in the end, so oh, you, you gotta, it's got to be about how they play. Yes. You can stand for something, but if you don't actually deliver on that, then it's uh, null and void. Exactly. Otherwise, these blokes are great blokes, but they, I hate the way they play football, so nah. we're, we're avoiding that. Frio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could be great blokes, but I hate watching them play. Well, that's my would you rather. Oh, well done, Funky. Very yeah, no, very good. A big improvement on Thank the you. pirate or the uh, ninja. Very good. What have we got now? We've got Baz's Bake. Boys, I'm not happy, boys. I'll tell you what. I'm you're, not in your own, you're in your own house, you're not even happy. No, I'm not happy, boys. I'm not happy. And I'll tell you why I'm not happy. I'm not happy on a multitude <laughs> multitude of reasons, right? Many. <laughs> and they're going to be quick fire, uh, would you rather, uh, sorry, not would you rather, Baz's Bake, okay? Go I'm not happy with the strawberry contaminant people, okay? If you're sticking pins in strawberries, you're actually a joke of a person. You're going to take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror. Agree. Disgusting human being, right? I'm not happy with interchange stewards in the sandful. You had one job. Count the people coming on and off. It's not that hard. Can I just say about that? Can I, inter- can I interject? Uh, you can at the end. Or you can come in now. Thank you, mate. Um, <laughs> He's a captain. He can do what he wants. There's been no scrutiny on that interchange steward. It no. has not been mentioned. It's always no. talking about the captain and the official. There's a person who's mm. employed there who sits there and it's, records. It's not that hard. And in the Barossa, it, I'm amazed at how full-on the Barossa interchange mm. steward role is. Like, he, it is unbelievable. He writes every person that comes on off, every goal, everything that they write down do, for a Barossa do, game. Do you reckon they've uh, covered for that employee of the SNFL or well, any no, other teams? Like, it's even, there's been no No one's actually commented on it no, outside great. of the official. So Clearly, they've made a mistake. But I think this will do a massive overhaul yeah, of this rule because it's antiquated, the rule. Yeah. But it has, but I'll tell you what, the Sandful has got some great coverage this week. <laughs> yeah. Like people have been talking about Sandful, they didn't know who Sandful was. Yeah. So it has been good. Scalpers, $23,000 a ticket for the Collingwood versus Richmond game. Not happy with them either. $23,000 a ticket. Must be a pretty good ticket. I'm not sure if they get some sort of extra, you know, that's anyway, <laughs> benefits, but I'm not happy with Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, no, no, no reason, just not happy with them. Uh, Mitch McGovern. I'm not happy. A special call out for people who uh, <laughs> we respect people's individualities anyway, and their spiritual beliefs. No, I'm just not happy with him. Uh, Mitch McGovern, uh, <laughs> his 
Direct, he says that he wants out because his the Crows' direction has waned, but he wants to go to a club that gets beaten by 100 and something points every week, which is Carlton. So I might be with Mitch McGovern. Or it could I, be Gold Coast. His or... call was, that's a disgrace. His um, manager to come out today say that, say that. to say that he's had a change of heart with the Crows' direction. Mm-hmm. To go to that, that's one of your best calls, Baz. Can I just, I heard something today that after he signed his last contract, which is prior mm. to the finals and him doing his hamstring, Four weeks after signing his contract for three years, he met with four different coaches from four different teams mm. after signing that last three-year contract with the Crows. That says a lot, I think. Um, what does the name Dylan Alcott mean to you? Uh, tennis player? Tennis player in a wheelchair. Now, we didn't get onto this last week, but I'm not happy, boys, because he won the US Open, and he, his, he accounts or he describes the win as pretty sad. How bad is that? Because mm. he got put into a backcourt... Uh, and played, instead of playing on centre court or your court one, he played on the back court with no spectators whatsoever. He won the US Open, which is a magnificent achievement, and he accounts that as pretty sad. We've got to do better for our wheelchair yep. athletes. He got left on a plane a few weeks ago without yep, getting off that of that thing. Yep. This is just horrendous. In 2018, we need to do better for this, boys. We, we have to, maybe it's part of Funky Baz and Face, we've got to put it out there. That I'm not happy with this. This is... Not right. Uh, ripping fella too, Dylan Alcott. Yeah, Good, yeah. Great call, Vaz. Uh, music festivals. I'm not happy with them, boys. Like, <laughs> it's just a, drug, a free-for-all drug thing. Too dire, too critical. I'm not happy with music festivals either. It's disgraceful what happens in there. Yeah. Like, one person got caught with 120 pills, feeding them out like bloody uh, Tic Tacs. I'm not happy, boys. Uh, Bert and Ernie uh, this week. <laughs> oh, mass- that, that is <laughs> massive news. Bert, Bert and Ernie. I, I grew up, and, and I was always a, an Ernie fan. You were more Bert, uh, but I, I liked Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie was a great guy. Yeah, I, I loved three, him. Three for Ernie. Um, but I should it. sort of hesitate saying that I loved him. But you know what? <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with being gay if that's mm. the way you are. So in time. Uh, um, but isn't that? <laughs> I always thought they were living in the same house and brothers. Brothers, so quiet. Yeah. Amazing that they're but not. But they had separate beds, so maybe they just hopped into yeah. the bed. Maybe. <laughs> okay. anyway, do, do you notice? I, I'm surprised that you like. You thought I liked Bert. I never liked Bert. But no, I'm an if Ernie you actually fan. look at our Funky Baz and Face t shirts, he looks very similar to Bert, and I look very similar <laughs> to Ernie. Yes. It's horrendous. Big long nose, long face, mm. squashed face, yes. Is that right? Yep. Okay, so, but yeah, there, boys, there's my bakes uh, for this week. There's a lot of bakes going on, and there's a few things that we need to get to the bottom of. Uh, this Dylan Alcott one, not happy with Mitch. Jehovah's Witnesses, not happy with them. So all in all, boys, a lot of anger uh, this week coming out from Baz's Bake. There's a lot of frustration. I think that will be appeased with the grand final uh, coming out this week. So just as a reminder to our brothers and sisters, we're going to record our grand final breakfast on the eve of the grand final. Yes. Uh, we'll have our egg and bacon buddies and our coffee. And Do yogurt. we know actually how it will work yet? Uh, we'll investigate that during the week. But um, <laughs> what we'll do is we'll send out a reminder to our listeners to tune in for the Funky Baz and Face grand final breakfast just to get them ready to go for the 2018 grand final. Yep. What better way to start than listening to us? You can stick us. your North Melbourne breakfast. Yeah. You've got the Funky Baz and Face breakfast. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. We haven't organised one special guest like we said that we might, but we'll see what we can come yeah. up with. Yep. Boys, as Faces Fresh Finds this week, yeah. no gags about the S's in Faces Fresh Finds. I'm going to start with April trade period. Hasn't even started. There's already been uh, mentioned a total of over 20 players moving clubs. Um, trade period's forecast for Monday, 8th of October, to finish on October 17. Already we've got Ellis Yolman, Hanbury, McGovern, Shill, Lobb, Neil, Conker, Hogan, Miles, 
Ellis, Gaff, Polak, Hall, Rowan, Newman, Lloyd, Ruffhead, Menzel, Dohouse, Setterfield. Already, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, really, about who's forecast to change clubs. A lot of journalists need some news, though. That's right. They're, just, they're trying to keep it relevant. It, with all, all the journalists that we talked about that exist out there, yeah. it's the one who can create the story, hoping that it comes good. And they're just a few episodes ago, we were saying there's one journalist per player. That's, that's a lot of, that's a yeah. lot of journalists. Yeah. Yeah. So this year, there's been forecasts for the, the biggest amount of players to uh, transfer clubs um, throughout uh, 2018 trade period. Um, there's actually been a decline from 15, 16, 17. Good research, um, place. To 18. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens this year. What I'd like your thoughts on is where these following four players will end up and yes. what they're worth to their original current club. So Mitch McGovern. Uh, well, we assume Carlton, and I'd say pick about 15, something like that. Yeah, that's... Yep, thank you. That. All right. uh, Daniel Hannabury. Obviously, he's indicated today uh, on Trade Radio that St Kilda he's been talking to exclusively. I don't know what what's he's he, worth. What's he worth? He, he, mm. He's a big risk to his body. Yeah, that's right. At his best, he's a, he's mm. a top 10 draft pick. But I think, he's, I think he's more mid-20s. I wonder whether it's more bust than... You know, they say boom or bust. I, I think it's leaning more towards bust because of his last couple of years. But at his peak, he was a great is, player for Sydney. Sydney. is desperate to get him off their list. Yeah. And St Kilda are going to offer him a five-year deal. <laughs> you, you can't give a 25 draft pick for a five-year deal player. No, you have to get better than that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting one. It's, as Funky would say, fascinating. Um, <laughs> I think what is fascinating is who St Kilda are trying to bring in. They're bringing in some high-risk like good names, yeah. but some high risk imports yeah. is almost similar to Port uh, for this year. So mm. it'll be very interesting to see mm. how it uh, lands because there's no excuses for St Kilda if they land two big guns. Yeah. Alan Richardson's come out of excuses now. Yep. So. Very good. Speaking of Port, Chad Wingard talked about going to the Western Bulldogs and perhaps Hawks. Hawthorne. Mm. What's your thoughts on where he go and and the pick for that Port would get for him? He's They're going to get a high pick. He's one year before free agent, so I think clubs now are going to move. If they think that they're not, they're going to lose a free agent for almost next to nothing, the guns, they'll get rid of them 12 months before free agency. I think this will come out um, more and more often now. Clubs yeah. will move them on. Port will get a high pick for him. Um, if he's going to leave in 12 months, Port are better off acting now. He's going to get paid he a has squillion got- dollars. Hawks written all over this. It is Hawthorne to me. Rioli leaving the year before oh. this year. They've got that. Play under Clarkson. What would you do? You go Bulldogs or Hawks? Yeah, I'll go Hawthorne all over. And he, he's the potential Rioli yes. replacement. Why would you follow Jackson Trengove? To uh, agree they may be best mates or really good yeah. mates, but you don't go good there mates for one jump person. In too, apparently. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the last one, Andrew Gaff. Boys, obviously, if his season yeah. finished early, which should be devastated, he won't be playing the final series. Where is he going to end up? Is he going to stay or go? Oh, I don't have much intel on that face, um, but I'd say probably North, wouldn't he? Offering big money. Mm-hmm. Come home. Yeah. yeah, the fact that he hasn't come out and said, I'm sticking yeah, with West Coast by gone. now. That's yeah. right, particularly because West Coast is still playing, still playing. so indicates yeah. that he's gone. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your feedback, lads. Uh, the last Faces Fresh find for this week is the play of the day. Now, if you haven't seen uh, this play, I'm going to play some audio. I think it's a Funky Bass Face first in episode 16 that we play some audio into the podcast from SA Footy Net. Now, we've talked about grand finals that have taken place over the weekend. 
Um, and in the great Flinders Football League, uh, Magpie Adam the Parcel is formally called the package, but clearly his fitness is lacking these days. Uh, the I, love, I love how someone gets a downgraded name. <laughs> that is outstanding. That, that is brilliant. So uh, it was in the B-grade grand final, and the Parcel Adam Hasmer had an unbelievable run out from centre to goal. And I've got some uh, commentary to describe uh, what's going on. Darling gets a kind bounce. Tries to put the burners on. Good chase down by Rowe. Darling still over it. Gets the tap. Will it sit for him? He's got it now, but Proctor's right on his hammer. Povey to treadmill Thor. Strong in the tackle. Here we go. The parcel comes through. Oh, pups for sale. Haven't seen that many since the RSPCA. It's an open square. He's gone again with another one. Can he finish? This will be goal of the year. Fitness lacking with the bounce. Will it get there? It's home. It's home. The parcel has delivered. What a goal. So, boys, it got me thinking about memorable messages, uh, messages of play in his career. And he's very lucky, the parcel, that this has now gone viral all yes. over the internet. Got me thinking about what would be our passage of play would uh, our career be filmed back in the day on if Facebook was invented I back then? I had to kick out from uh, a boundary line at Udunda one day mm. and it was very, very wet and I uh, tried to kick it as far as I could. I slipped over, fell on my back, the ball dribbled 10 metres <laughs> and they picked it up and scored a goal. Udunda's not a great ground either, Straight behind it? me and so that was probably my um, play of my career. Yeah, I... Probably have got a number of them, but probably the concussions is probably the one. The, the one of the concussions is association game. I stood on the bench, or I sat on the bench the whole game, come on, and then I smacked into my own teammate <laughs> and went down the middle of the other. And I didn't just go down, I did the staggers. So I was like, whoa, and afterwards people were telling me that the whole crowd was laughing yeah, at me. Yeah, that'd be great. And, and, I then went, and then went bang, and uh, then I proposed uh, that, that next day. So... <laughs> It's possible you, that you could, uh, you know, rescind that cause that, that there was some uh, legal uh, things that I probably didn't What, really a, what a lucky girl Jane is to be yeah. proposed after that day. That's right. But that was all pre-planned, clearly, before yes. that, that day happened. It so, was, yes. Yeah. Uh, probably the one I remember was where uh, 06 grand final, 07 grand final, Baz, to try and get me into the game, he gave me a short pass. Yes. It was a very windy day at Newry Oval. I then kicked long, straight out of bounds in the full. So not a great start to the grand final day. No. Boys, that's my uh, faces fresh finds. Very good. Very, Very good, good, boys. So we're going to remind our brothers and sisters this week how they can connect to us to start their grand final day. We yes. haven't worked it out yet, but once we do, we will get it out there. People can get fired up for the big grand final next week. Enjoy the prelims this week, boys. Yes. Generally, the prelims are the... the Cracking game. Yeah, so your true supporters there. But uh, great episode tonight. Roger was great. Uh, yeah. yeah, I really liked your Would You Rather. You picked up there. Fresh finds was good. And uh, I didn't really mind my uh, Baz's bacon. Yeah, so well done, boys. Excellent tonight. Thanks, boys. See you next week. See you, Baz.